Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the wrestling podcast. Feels like a really long time ago since we were discussing wrestling. Not sure if that's the case, but it just feels that way. Anyway, it's the first premium live event of the year and it's a doozy. One of my favourites, not going to lie. Everybody's here, we're all talking wrestling, talking news, and the matches to come. Before we start, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop in a review you want to drop, and uh, share the podcast around. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast, getting over. Recording in progress. Hello. Welcome along. This is weird. This is a, a podcast that starts with my voice for a change. We've been, it's been a while. It's been a very long while, uh, thanks to the uh, premium live event schedule implemented by WWE. But welcome along, listeners new and old, to Getting Over on the CookieCast Network. Uh, you've picked a very special episode to tune into, as not only do we have a whole host of things to get into to kickstart the road to WrestleMania, but it's also our anniversary. We are entering our fifth year of the Getting Over podcast, and thank you very much for tuning in. Um, whether it's on YouTube, if it's not, go and have a look, do the subscribes and all that business, or audio only, you are very much appreciated. Uh, but as the regulars will know, it's not just me here to take you through all things wrestling and WWE. Uh, I am joined by, uh, collectively, the three faces of CookieCast, star of the football podcast, and beer enthusiast extraordinaire, Mr. Matthew Moore. The creator of this fan platform, I should probably stop referring to him as the Vince McMahon of CookieCast now, just for legal reasons. Yeah, that'd be real nice. <laughs> Mr. Andy Cook. Hi. And the guy that's probably been on more podcasts on the CookieCast network than anybody else, disclaimer, didn't count that, uh, Mr. Paul Williams. How are we all? I've, I've been on more podcasts than the big show has had feel, uh, face or heel uh, absolutely absolutely um, we've got quite I'd say quite a hefty news section but also quite a shortened news section in the regard of it's generally one item that's probably going to take up all of our time today um, but it has been a while since the last outing, lots has happened Um. But this, this, like I said, the story is so big that it almost, almost had its own podcast. And it's, it's a story that's so expensive to one man that it's a good job as a billionaire and doesn't need to use company money to cover personal indiscretions. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the return of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. First things first, we'll try and get you up to speed. So... If you've been living under a rock, you may have missed Vince retiring in July last year. We covered it on the pod. Everyone was shocked, but then kind of not surprised that it was almost forced after he'd been a little bit of a naughty boy. Um, that, and that's putting it lightly. And as I kind of maybe alluded to, have been using WWE money as hush money to keep quiet some of his former female companions. Um, before Vince left, 
the TV product was in a bit of a state, kind of stale, a little bit outdated, and really going nowhere. Anything good put out in NXT was soon squashed upon the arrival to the main roster, to the cries of anyone who liked wrestling, and in fact, you know, anyone who has eyes and sense. Um, so, not Vince then. So off he goes. Triple H takes over creative. Steph takes over the chairperson job. TV product instantly improved. Rehires are made. And things start to take a decent upswing. Now, I'm not naive enough to say that things were perfect. But it had definitely a marked improvement. And would you think it's probably fair to say that fans had something to look forward to with optimism once again? Yeah. I mean... Them. This is just this is just my kind of take on it. But I, I, as somebody who was quite disheartened with it, shall we say, up to a certain point, I was I was optimistic. I, I'd started to even even watch Monday Night Raw again on the regular. So that that kind of shows, that, you know, rather than just catching the highlights, whatever, that kind of shows that it, it like it was it was piquing people's interest. Well, as the immortal theme goes, no chance as Vince returned but not to TV. Apparently, the internal investigation into Vince's misdemeanours concluded in November 2022, but nothing was really publicised of the result. And in December, Vince faced fresh legal demands from his accusers, with former referee Rita Chatterton reportedly asking for $11.75 million after accusing McMahon of raping her in a limo. Instead of disappearing into the background once again, McMahon was actually plotting his return. Uh, and on the 5th of January, he announced that he was electing himself to the WWE board alongside former co-presidents Michelle Wilson and George Barrios, whilst removing three directors in the process. This was permitted, because Vince is the majority shareholder. Two other board members resigned, likely as a result of the nature of his return, and it also later emerged that the board had rebuffed an attempt uh, for his return in December due to, the risk, due to risks to the company and its shareholders by highlighting issues related to Vince. So the people that left kind of had that right, I would... Yeah. Anyway, um, McMahon issued a statement saying that he was only back to facilitate the sale of WWE. Uh, and this is something that we've alluded to for some time on the podcast uh, with a number of rumoured suitors. Who do we think is probably right or the most likely person or group to take it over at this point? Surely this is where Andy has to give his conspiracy theory. Uh, but is it a conspiracy theory if it's proved right? You're not paranoid if they're really talking about you. <laughs> is it that? Is this an, is this an Inception type thing? Well, who did you? Who do you think is the main benefactor slash backer of AEW? Vince McMahon. So, flip it on its head. So AEW will will take over WWE. Sounds amazing. The Khans may buy it. It would be ridiculous if if that did happen. But yeah, that's what some people have said. It makes a lot of sense. It would only... be... Go on, Paul. Well, I was going to say, surely, like, there's only really like a couple of sort of like 
entities that could buy it at this point. Because what's the what's the asking price? Six billion. Around touted for around that mark, yeah. Um, so that's not exactly loose change. So <laughs> you'd imagine it's gonna have to be someone with pretty deep pockets. So a Disney, um, like uh, whatever the I don't even know what the holding group that that owns um, Peacock is it. Is it Paramount? Is it CBS? I don't know. It's the, the whoever, whoever the sort it, of. The... I'd seen the other day that is it Comcast, but I don't know who Comcast are. Um, seem to be the kind of widely acknowledged mm. people that are that the like the leaders at the moment. But I don't know who Comcast are. I don't know which which like channels they own or stuff like that, but. Yeah, they seem to be the kind of ones. Obviously, there's the um, and I, I'd heard this. That so I, I mean, I speak. I said to much to studio today. I was listening to a podcast with Nick Khan, the CEO, on, and he hundred percent. It's a hundred percent untrue that the Saudis have even tried to buy WWE, which sounds like a hundred percent bullshit. But you know, like. Um, but it seems like, you know, I think they'll be loitering in the background. Um, yeah, Comcast at NBC Universal, so that seems I like would, a... I would not believe a word that comes out of that man's mouth. I would not have been surprised had the company already been sold by the time we came to record to the Saudis. Um, I, I don't think McCann's have got enough to buy the company, I think they've got too much other stuff going on. And yes, they'll have money, but I feel like it. Surely it's tied up in you know an NFL franchise, a Premier League football team, um, also you know another wrestling company that's on TV in the states and worldwide. I, I feel like that, that they would talk a good game in terms of the amount that they've got, but I don't know if they would actually have it readily available to to, to splash. Basically, um, I think Disney probably the most likely in in terms of american based companies um but I, I fully fully expect it at some point to go to the saudis on the basis of the agreements that they've had with them in the past um we know that it's obviously um got an interest there so i i would not be surprised just really disappointed um but as as matt mentioned um nick khan Stephanie McMahon's resignation um, left Vince Stooge, Nick Khan, as the sole CEO of WWE. But Triple H, uh, Stephanie's husband, did remain there as chief creative officer. That kind of holds out a little more hope, TV-wise. Um, but if the sale goes through, is he going to stay? Like, what's Well, are either of them going to stay? Like, I, I, I can't quite get my head around this point. I think, I think well, they probably they're going to have to stay, aren't they? Because I don't, I can't. Whoever's buying it, they're not going to be, they're not going to be wrestling people. And I think well, that's, that's I think what it's going to boil down to. It. It's the, the the people who are in charge at the moment or who are running creative at the moment. The, the, whether or not they will stay will be dictated by who ends up purchasing it, if anything, because obviously. If it's a TV company that buys it, you would imagine that they'd put 
their own advisory board together based around people that they feel are experts in the field and obviously have um, knowledge of the product and knowledge of the space that the, that the product's going into. So you'd imagine them maybe look to like, obviously not not the, the man himself, but obviously an Eric Bischoff type that's both been an executive and has, has, has worked on the TV side of things. So they might look in that sort of area. Um, but if it's anything like Turner Broadcasting was when they own WCW, they'll just be a board of people who want nothing to do with the wrestling and it'll just be a case of they'll try and sort of distance themselves from it. It's a case of you're owned by our sort of like you're owned by our corporate, but we don't really see ourselves as being connected to you, that sort of thing. I think it's like it's one of those things. Isn't it? If if you know, depending on whoever buys it, it you, you get a guaranteed what five six hours of telly each week. Yeah. So that means five six hours worth of advertising. You know, so it, it's it's when you say six million, it's, it's six billion. Sorry, you'll get you should get the money back, kind of reasonably, kind of thing. And depending if you've got like a online platform, like a you know a Netflix or a, something like that, then you could that also gets more subscribers to that kind of thing. Um, but I think it's it, it. I think particularly with the WWE, it's a very kind of. It's in its like kind of little own kind of microcosm kind of thing of like they do their version of wrestling and it's kind of like quite a lot different to indie wrestling. So you couldn't go and get an indie wrestling promoter or that kind of thing to come and run it because they'd do something probably more AEW style of things. Um, and a wrestling company WWE size doesn't exist. Out, well, it just doesn't exist because New Japan's big, but it's not not WWE big. AEW are only just coming up. You can see what happens if you run a TNA or something like that. So you're probably going to need to keep Triple H and the the creative side of it. You know, the 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 corporate side of it that probably gets swallowed up by the corporate part of the of the company that buy it. You know, so. Slimy Nick and his pals will be out on their ear kind of thing, but I think the wrestling side of it will just, it'll probably just carry straight on, I would have thought. I, the, the, the reason why I have questions about it is because, like, Steph just up and left. And, like, I understand that obviously it's difficult for her because her dad's the one that's got the issues and all the rest of it that's bringing the issues oh. with her. Sorry, sorry to jump in, Stu, but on that, if you think about it, yes, she has, but before the stuff all kicked off with, with Vince, she did try to go anyway. So she had originally stepped down from a position in the first yeah. place. And, so and as, as you said, though, before the stuff kicked off with Vince, you're not telling me that she didn't have a clue that that was coming. Like, it, it was all well, very vicious timing, and I think we even talked about that at the time, but... Like the the reason why the reason why not just because Steph's gone though is because that both Stephanie and Triple H have been very publicly against the sale of the company. Um, I, I just I, I feel like he'll be in a bit of an untenable position in their in their respective 
he's kind of got to side with his with his misses and like in this regard probably rightly so yeah. anyway um we we could we could go on <laughs> uh so yeah so the the last the last little bit um was also as well um the, the fun fun didn't quite end with Vince's return as uh, Bloomberg in the States reported that a WWE shareholder, not me, before you ask, wow. uh, they're, they're from Delaware, <laughs> as, uh, is suing Vince, claiming that he's broken the law in the move to take complete control of WWE by adding the cronies to his board. Um, I'm not sh- That is a direct quote from the person. I'm not sure that is the actual law that was broken, but clearly they feel that something is going ahead as somebody has taken this case on. Um what do they hope to gain, really, with that lawsuit? Because where is that going, other than pissing off the guy that's clearly got all the chips in his corner right now and can do really whatever, they, whatever he wants? If you, I mean, it's be completely the, the, the world's most expensive case of cutting your nose off to spite your face. But if you wanted to stop it tomorrow, it'd happen. It's just, it's, it's a very strange one. Um, all told, but I think going forward from this point, my only hope that is it gets sold sooner rather than later to people who, like we've just discussed, are going to leave the necessary and correct people in charge uh, of, of all things TV related and behind the scenes. Because let's not, you know, forget that that's actually where the issues have began to, to start with. Um, and realistically. Is it going to be what before WrestleMania this year? Before WrestleMania next year? Like, how long does he intend on dragging this out? Because I can see it going and going and going, and then actually we get back to that status quo of Vince McMahon will die in in, in position, as we always thought he probably would at some point. And is it just a ploy to actually? Oh, I'm there to sell it. I'm there to sell it. Uh, well, it's not sold, so I might as well crack on now. I think what we're all looking for is when is he getting back on TV? Because that's what you know. That's what this whole situation is really missing. Well, as long as as long as he's there for whenever Stone Cold turns back up, so he can take another amazing stunner like he did at WrestleMania last year. Because that was top one. <laughs> hey, that's not just the first time either, because it's been the, the Raw Thirty celebrations, and obviously they're going to wheel out the video packages and all the rest of it. Of the hundreds and hundreds of stunners that Vince McMahon has taken over the years, they chose to use the one where he doesn't react at all and basically just rolls onto his side after it happened and Austin even rolled over him because he'd kind of fallen the wrong way. It was like, great, well done, well done. You've, you've done you've done well there. Unless that was the... Uh, but yeah, so that, that kind of... Um, uh, brings brings me to the end of the, the Vince McMahon diatribe, but um, yeah, I mean, what do you guys out there think? Like, leave us some comments. You know, send us some messages. Who do you think is going to take over? Um, who would you like to take over, as opposed to who you might think that it, that it will go to? Um, the only other piece of news that I do have um, that I wanted to tag on was a little bit happier in the regard of uh, the UK are getting another pay per view this year. Uh, so 
have announced that Money in the Bank is coming to the O2 in London on the 1st of July. Uh, tickets are not yet on sale unless you're absolutely minted and want to go for hospitality. Then uh, crack on. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of money. But yeah, tickets will be on sale um, in, the, in the coming months. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Um, unfortunately for me, it's probably going to be too close to a holiday this year, so I'm probably not going to get to go. But we know damn well that when the tickets come out, I'm, I'm clearly going to have a look. Um, so we shall see. We shall see. But it's nice that, like, last year, obviously, me and Matt went to Clash at the Castle. It was a brand new pay-per-view um, for the, the sort of time and place. Whereas this year, they've kind of felt like they've, they're now one up in that by having an actual, like, recognisable one that's, you know, that's got a bit of a history to it. So uh, Clash obviously went sufficiently well, as we thought it had. Um, strange decision. I understand why they've done it, but again, taking it to the O2, they sold what seventy odd thousand tickets in Wales, and they've now gone to a twenty five thousand seater arena tops. Probably couldn't do money in the bank in the Principality. You get that? It's a very long cable from the roof. Uh, but um, but yeah, they could have gone a little bigger for my, for my money on the arena. Do you reckon they sort of? Once bit and twice shy about trying to do money in the bank in a stadium after having a change tack on last year's money in the bank being in Allegiant Stadium. Possibly so. That is a great shout, actually. I hadn't even considered that. Um, I mean, they, they would need to consider the fact that they've got, what, 10 premium live events to try and sell out in the States maybe or nine a year whereas here if we get one it, the tickets are going to sell they, they're going to sell if they'd have put that in, a, in an arena that would have housed it they'd have sold 50,000 tickets with, without even blinking easily so but yeah so we're getting another one so something to stick in the diary and obviously we'll be covering that when the time comes but quite an exciting one will we see a cash in the first cash in on international soil i believe that could possibly be if hands on the night as well so um and i already dread to think how much the side plates and mini belts are going to cost from that event anyway um normally we would start the podcast with uh, the predictions title this time around i figured that the vince stuff was probably heavy enough that we needed to go straight in and get caught up um, so, we, before we get into the predictions for the Royal Rumble, uh, I can reveal, and I haven't pre-warned you guys, and I will apologise for this now, that we may indeed need a, an off-the-cuff tie-break situation. And not to spoil it too much, but Andy, if you could try and grab a question, that'd be great. <laughs> so... Uh, last time out, we had a maximum of six points from Survivor Series. It feels like so long ago. Um, and I'm pleased to say that we did really, really terribly. Um, sort of a maximum of six points in fourth place, trying to take the predictions title from me, I might add, was Andy with two points out of a possible six. Uh, the only one that you, that you, the only match prediction that you got was Ronda as we all did, in fact, retaining the women's title on SmackDown. Um, but we also got the bonus points for Becky Lynch being the missing member of the Team Bianca in the women's wargame match. However, Paul was the only person to predict that that match would be 
Team Bianca as the winners. But that is where his points ended on three also. Um, so Andy on two, Paul on three, Matt on three. Uh, so uh, he got theory winning the US title, correct? As did I. So that puts me on three as well. So we have a three-way tie, which doesn't happen very often. So again, three out of six. Not exactly covering ourselves in glory, but um, still have a chance to, to retain my predictions title at this point. Apologies for dropping this on you, Andy. Have you managed to scrabble together a question for us? Yes, but the, but I'm kind of a bit like... Is one of you going to know the exact answer? But let's find out. Um, I can tell one of, one of us probably won't. I believe <laughs> that the Royal Rumble this year is being held at the Alamo Dome. Yep. A uh, person to get the nearest capacity... For the Alamo Dome. It gets the point. Um, I will be using. One of the two numbers. I've got here in front of me. <laughs> depending. <laughs> depending. How close people are. Because, because the best thing. For a question like this. Is when those two numbers. Are on the same article. So yes, if you can write down or record in some way or have the number in your head and I will go uh, counterclockwise on my screen for answers. Okay, so who's, who's first up? It's you. Okay, so... I don't have a pen to hand, but that is my number. 57,645. Oh, 42, sorry. Okay. Macho. I've got... Mine, mine would be... I was not big enough to put on the screen. I've gone 56,382. Close to me. Paul. Paul, you've got the highest. You've got the highest number. Yes, fifty-eight thousand five hundred. He's gone for. Okay, number I have in front of me is sixty-four thousand, which makes Paul the winner of the extra point. Ah, oh, well, at least he didn't get it bang on. Um, <laughs> however, congratulations, Mister Williams. That is you taking the predictions title for this episode. Can he defend that title? We shall find out. However, before we get to the predictions for this year's Royal Rumble, we will take a small commercial break and we will be right back to you. So go get yourself a drink whilst you listen to the adverts and do not touch that dial. Recording in progress. And we're back. So let's get straight into it. The Royal Rumble 2023 predictions. Uh, this year's is the 36th annual Royal Rumble, and as Andy alluded to, comes to us live on Saturday the 28th of January from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. This is actually going to be the fourth Royal Rumble 
held in San Antonio following 1997, 2007, 2017 and, yeah, now, now 2023. Begs the question. We're not four years early. Anyway, at the time of recording, we have five matches on the slate. And as always, the information is correct as of WWE.com, but it's subject to change. And the matches on the card are as follows. The Raw Women's title will be defended by Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. We have a Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight. Paul's especially excited about that, I can tell. Uh, there is the undisputed WWE Universal title match with Roman Reigns defending against Kevin Owens. And then, of course, we have the Women's Rumble and the Men's Rumble match. So I'm going to go through them in that order. So we'll begin with the Raw Women's title match. This time around, it isn't Little Miss Bliss after the title, nor is it the Alexa, which used to frequent the playground, but a very serious and focused Alexa Bliss who seems to snap to a sadistic competitor at the sight of the now-notorious Uncle Howdy. Obviously, Bliss still has a link to her fiend-friendly days, but this particular story is still yet to play out to its conclusion, but what it has meant so far is danger for Bianca Belair. Bliss has put Belair on the shelf for a couple of weeks, um, a little while back, after a brutal attack on the ring steps. But once Bianca returned, the two went straight back to it, brawling into the crowd during an episode of Raw until Uncle Howdy appeared. Uh, it remains to be seen if Alexa or Uncle Howdy is the one in control, but will Bianca still be in control of the Raw women's title come Saturday night? Gentlemen, who would like to take the first prediction of the podcast this year? I'm, well, I will, I, I'm going to go with Bianca Belair, I think. Okay. Uh, I'll go in the book once the book decides to cooperate with me. But that's any particular reason, Matt? I just—I I don't know. I just think they're going to keep the belt on her for a while. I think the Bliss, Alexa Bliss, will get taken into that kind of Bray Wyatt kind of thing. There'll be some element of it, kind of. Obviously, Uncle Howdy helped her the other day, but then maybe there'll be some kind of reverse of that because of how she screwed over Bray, kind of as the fiend, as it were. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll jump on the back of that because I have also gone for Bianca Belair. Um, I think she will probably have that title at WrestleMania, in, in all honesty. Um, I mean, we're, we're going to start spilling into the realms of potential... Rumble winner predictions if we go too much further with this these, these type of matches. But, uh, yeah, I've also gone for, for Bianca Belair for, for very similar reasons to Matt. Andy? Um, for, for what Matt said, uh, I've gone with the complete opposite. So I've gone with Alexa Bliss to win and the, uh, the Uncle Howdy's going to actually help um, this is because of a, a, a later prediction I have. So I'm predicting this way for this one because I've predicted a, another way for a different match. Okay. Um, so Alexa is in the book for Andy and Paul. Yeah, same as uh, same as you and Matt. I've gone for Bianca to return this one. I think she'll still have it at WrestleMania, and at this particular point, I'm not entirely sure whether they even beat her. 
for the title of Mania. Mm, okay, I, I I do take Andy's point though because like I think there is the also the option of and, and based on what Matt said as well. Do they put the title on Alexa now? Have Uncle Howdy repeatedly help and help and help and help until WrestleMania to then kind of get payback for what she did to Bray. So there is that option too. So, but I'm, I'll stick with Bianca. Um, Andy is quite happily sat there on the island of points. If that happens, he will uh, he will take that very very nicely. Right, next on the card, just for you, Paul, the full title, the Mountain Dew. Pitch black match between Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. And obviously we've just spoken about Uncle Howdy, um, so we might as well go straight into this anyway. Um, but what exactly is a Mountain Dew pitch black match? Honestly, no idea. But if it's not the first person to spill their mountain drink whilst drinking it in the dark, loses, I'm going to be very disappointed. Believe it or not, this will be Bray's first televised match since his return in October last year. We've had solid promo after solid promo, but no action as yet. LA Knight interjected himself into Wyatt's business, but as yet, Knight has yet to come off with the upper hand. He's been tormented backstage, even kidnapped at one point, um, even manhandled by The Undertaker as a result of uh, meddling in uh, Bray Wyatt's affairs more recently. But yet he's still coming across as the heel in this particular story. Um, Wyatt claims he's had nothing to do with the events that have happened to him backstage. Uh, and he's constantly battling himself uh, to keep from being consumed by his dark past, is the quote that he uh, keeps reeling out. But then enter the mysterious Uncle Howdy, still the unknown in the situation. We know that there's the link to Wyatt, but then why did Uncle Howdy deliver Wyatt's own finishing move to Bray Wyatt in the ring after the match was accepted with LA Knight? Seems a little odd. Um, do we think that Howdy's going to make an appearance during the pitch black match? But who's going to have their lights turned out? There you go. That's one for Paul come Saturday night. Right. Um, this time around, I'll dive in first. I've got all man written in already. So... I mean, realistically, is anybody going to win this match other than Bray Wyatt? It's his first match back. LA Knight, proving himself to be the superstar that he is during the promos that he's delivered and everything that he's put up with in the last few months. But I, I can't see anything other than a Bray Wyatt win. It feels very much like The Undertaker losing a casket match. Oh, wait a minute. Anyway, I've still gone for Bray Wyatt. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll, I'll jump in. On that. I've gone Bray Wyatt as well. Okay. Yeah. You can stick. Right. You can stick me down for the exact same. Uh, I'm assuming on the basis of it being his first match back, as we said. I mean, it, it would it would be typical WWE booking to have him come back, have all this build up, and then beat him. But could this, could this be the match where we find out that Vince has taken back creative control and uh, has only come back to bury Bray Wyatt? Oh, yeah, he's yeah, mad about quite, it. Quite, quite possibly, yeah. Uh, Andy? So there's absolutely no situation where Bray Wyatt wrestles and I'm not picking him. Apart from this situation right here. LA Knight for me, please. And I'll tell you why. Because as I said before... 
There's a reason that I picked the, the first match the way I did, because Uncle Howdy is going to be the reason that Bray Wyatt loses this match. Okay. It'll be nothing to do with the, the LA Knight situation. It will be purely Uncle Howdy, just to confuse the entire situation. Okay. I'm still, like, what happened? Like, yes, the arena lights presumably will be off. But how can it be a lights-out match? Because there'll still be a spotlight on it at some point. Otherwise, how are we going to know who's won? Well, maybe that's it. Maybe there's like, maybe we're just overthinking this. And maybe it's a case of, it's Gladiator's style. And they have to climb a big podium to get to a big light switch. And it's whoever turns the lights off first. I was thinking more like you know when they used to have like the weapon on the pole in the corner of the ring they could just have a table lamp with a pull cord <laughs> I was thinking like maybe knocking the lights out so you've got to knock them unconscious kind of like a <laughs> you see that no, don't, don't give ideas because they'll definitely just adopt that as Seamus's next gimmick I mean with, with the current state of concussion injuries and sports protocols in the US I mean maybe they should stay away from that anyway but but um, but yeah, so okay. So if if Andy's predictions come in, uh, if there's anywhere that you can put an acker on on LA Knight winning that with combined with the other other results and it happens, you'll be a, a made man. I would have thought. Okay, so third on the card, the undisputed WWE Universal Title match between Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, and what a main event level match this has shaped up to be. Whilst it's highly likely and definitely will be a Rumble match that goes on last as per the norm, this match has had a build-up worthy of the top slot in any other premium live event for me. Um, so many moving parts to it. Not only the two competitors involved, but also the internal struggles now within the bloodline and the questioned loyalty of Sami Zayn. The 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw this past week featured the Tribal Court uh, to decide the fate of uh, the honorary use to see if he was going to stay in the bloodline. Um, this was, after all, hell broke loose at the match contract signing between uh, the champion and his challenger. Um, the bloodline was wiped out during that altercation, but one man was left holding the contract. Not Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn. So, anyway, the, the, the tribal court was, was about to dismiss... Sami Zayn with a Samoan spike from uh, the the youngest Uso, Solo Sikoa. Uh, but right at the death, Jey Uso, of all people, jumped up to save Sami Zayn, delivered the defence case, and uh, he's, Sami's been given a stay of execution for now, but those may be the operative words come Royal Rumble. We have also been uh, told that Roman Reigns is setting him his final test at the Royal Rumble. But what that remains, you know, what that what that is remains to be seen. Is it going to be that he's going to tell Sammy that he's got to win the Rumble? Is it going to be that he's got to do something uh, to help him retain the titles? Probably a little bit more likely, I would have thought. Um, but, uh, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns had an excellent last man standing match at the Royal Rumble held inside the Thunderdome back in 2021. And if that's anything to go by, I am very much looking forward to this. Um, that night, it was Paul Heyman providing the Shanahana Hannigans um, so that Reigns could continue as champion. But is Zayn going to be the guy to fill that role? Seems fairly likely. Um, 
there's been no talk of them splitting the titles, as some people may be expected. Uh, potentially keeping that for uh, a certain American nightmare, but we'll uh, again we, we shall get into that. Um, but yeah, is is Ko going to take the titles off Reigns, or does Reigns inevitably fill his date with destiny with the Dwayne? <coughs> Matt, do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, Roman Reigns, it's not good it. <clears throat> I feel like this could be the first clean sweep finally of the evening. Oh, Paul. Paul's going for the same, yeah? Roman Reigns for Paul. Yeah, as, as, as good as it would be for, for Kev, Kev, like I'm, like, like I'm like, you know, best mates with him, for Kevin Owens to get the, uh, to get the win and uh, be the champ. You don't, you don't keep the title on a guy for the better part of, what, two years? To have him lose it just before the big dance and some of that idea, so. Very true. Kevin Owens is the guy, though, remember, that Triple H helped to win the Universal title the first time around. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that means anything. The, but the, the, so this, this story effectively has been building up on the, on the, very much on the slow burn since Royal Rumble 21 or just before. So there, there is a bit of longevity to it, but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be Kevin Owens' time this weekend. I really wish it would be because the guy absolutely deserves it. Um, he has very much single-handedly carried both shows in conjunction uh, with you know the work that he's put in. I think he's in terms of the the babyface, he's he's been that guy because there's been nobody else close to stepping up to Roman's level for for a good while. But yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we've all gone for Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah, well, we, that just leaves us two Rumble matches. So we'll, we'll go with the women's match first. There's no build-up for this. There's going to be a crap load of women go in the ring, throw each other up the top rope. You know how this all goes. Uh, but in, the interesting point is that they're still plumbing for 30 women to enter the Rumble. Up to now, I'm only aware of seven that have been announced. So when I set you the challenge, gentlemen, of uh, naming me the winner, some surprises, the longest uh, tenured person in the match, and the most eliminations, if you if we do not get two points each for the surprises, there is something seriously wrong. Because <laughs> I'm I'm going to class anybody that's not been been mentioned as the as a surprise entrant. For, for clarity, for the points, um, if yeah, it, surely this is the closest to shooting fish in a barrel that we've ever been on predictions for for the surprise bit for this. Um, yeah. So does does anybody? How should we do this? Should we give? Should we unload a full round of uh, winners and then a, then a I, full? Well, I would say I'd say keep the winner till be the last prediction that we each give. Okay. Um. Okay, um, I'll, I'm quite happy to to dive in. Um, so we'll go. We'll start off then with most eliminations. How's that? So one point, obviously, for this one. If it is a draw, the point will be given to both competitors. Uh, and for for my money, most eliminations this year, Rhea Ripley. Andy, do you want to go next? Most eliminations is one of my surprise entrants. Okay. Well, I can I 
can do double duty in the book. You're fine if you want to if you want to give that still. Okay. Charlotte Flair. Ah. <laughs> so the Andy then got the current because Charlotte has taken the the SmackDown Women's Title, so she would be going in to try and give herself the night off at WrestleMania in that regard. It's not unheard of. It's, they've tried to do it before. Um, okay, so I've gone for that in there for you, Paul. Uh, so I, I haven't copped out here. I've had to write it down because I can't remember which her surname is. So I'd like Raquel Rodriguez slash Gonzalez because I can't remember which one they're going with as her surname. Now. It's Rodriguez these days. Right. Okay. <laughs> so can I have? On, on another podcast I listen to, uh, he just adds another surname to a name every time he says it. <laughs> well, Martinez. I did. I did have Raquel in the book when I when I sat and wrote the podcast. Podcast notes out myself. I did have Raquel as my pick, and I don't know. There's just something that's pulled me the other way today. So, yeah. So Raquel is in the book for Paul uh, for most eliminations. Matt. This is where I was like, oh, maybe I could, I was, maybe I could predict a draw between Rodriguez and Ripley. I got like visions of them going in early, and then just being like going like it'd be really cool if they actually did this like one year. But like the next ten entrants, they just go one for one. Like, all right, that was a really good elimination. Right, watch me sling this one out, and they're like, yeah, they almost that, like it'd be awesome. Almost like it's a challenge between the two. It's like, oh, well, yeah, you did that this well. Well, I'm going to throw her only using one arm, or I'm going to kick her over the top rope, yeah. you bitch. Top that, motherfucker. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be even better sport, than yeah. like a little scoreboard up on the screen at the bottom. Like, they have the... Like... <laughs> yeah. um, um, so, are you are you going to nail, nail your flag to one of those particular masks, or are you... Uh... I'll I'll go with I think I think I'll, my initial thought was uh, Raquel Rodriguez Martinez Gomez Gonzalez Domingo yeah <laughs> he's worked out he's worked out the code <laughs> I thought he was trying to spell something out like shield wise then for a second and then... <laughs> okay I'm trying to do something as long as and convoluted as like as uh, the, what was it undisputed universal WWE sounds <laughs> like. Lynch. Okay. That does make sense. Not a terrible shout, man. I don't think she'll win because obviously previous, but nope. she's got a good shout of being in the final four, I think. Uh, uh, Paul? So I've, I. It was one of two for me. Um, and when I was typing it out, my phone wouldn't accept it. So I just went with the other one. So because it wouldn't allow me to type EO Sky, I've gone for Dakota Kai. Interesting. Okay. I feel that one of those two 
either one or two, and I think they'll be there. I think all three have got the potential to be in the last six. Uh, then two and Bailey. Yeah. Uh, and Matt to close that on the longest tenured female competitor. I'm going to go Shayna Baszler. Okay. Be nice for her to do something. I have a feeling that's going to tie with something else very shortly, but we'll get there. Um, so next on the list, I've got surprises. Well, seeing as we've got Charlotte Flair in for Andy already, Andy, do you want to uh, grace us with your second choice for the surprise category? Uh, drop. Okay. Now, if she's in the Rumble, but not under that name, does he still get the point? Yeah, of course. I'm going to give that, of course. <laughs> much, much to the same end as if this had been back in the day when we'd have predicted Mick Foley, Mankind. <laughs> no, no, because there was that year. Anyway, uh, Paul, do you want to give us your two? Uh, I'll give you my two, and then I'll give you the one that I'm sort of like toying with, as like because I've heard it on like other stuff, and I, I like it as an idea. So. I've gone for Lana and Nia Jax. Not terrible shouts. I I toyed with the idea of Nia Jax myself. I haven't gone with that. I played a little safer, but um, we'll get there. Yeah, the one I was toying with the idea of, and it's because someone mentioned it on another podcast, and it was Akira Tozawa. As opposed to so being the first guy to enter the women's rumble, you mean? Isn't exactly. It? Well, because they can't they can't get away with having Ellsworth there because of you know, but um, you know, he's Tazar was small enough where he could get away with it. Yeah. So. And Harvey Whippleman's probably not in any kind of state to do such a thing these days. Ah, so. downtown Bruno. <laughs> Matt, what about your team? I'm going to play it like really like dead simple and dead easy and get play for points. I'm going to go Becky Lynch and Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> now, in other years, I've gone really out there and it's been like completely ridiculous. And then you guys have gone, oh yeah, this person and this person who was like on telly a month ago, but I've not been on telly for kind of thing. So this year I'm playing for points because I've not done it in the past. Um, <laughs> I, I thought I the kind of surprise ones, Molly Holly or um, I think like when I was thinking about it, when I was looking when I was researching before I thought before I saw there was only seven declared I was thinking Molly Holly because she generally turns up anyway and then is it Gigi Dolin from like NXT like the yeah, toxic attraction yeah. I think one one or both of those might be in um, well. I thought I had gone safe, ladies and gentlemen, but Matt has definitely taken that mantle and pushed it to a point where it's in a case with some glass in front of it and it's the safest it could possibly be. Um, my two picks are Natalia and Alba Fire from NXT, so the, the former Kaylee Ray. She's been doing some good stuff on NXT. I'm sure I saw Natalia on a graphic 
No, it All wasn't right. on the list. She wasn't on the list. She's she's officially out injured at the moment because um, she had her didn't she have her, her nose broken? I believe. Ah, uh, fair enough. There, that's fine. Um, but yeah, so that is that. that, that the ones that I was really umming and ahhing about were Nia Jax, as I said, and Paul. Paul's taken that one. Um, what about Naomi? Mm. I feel like I feel like Sasha Banks is is probably a bit of a done with now for the time being. <laughs> Sasha Banks doesn't exist anymore, mate. Well, she kind of does. She's money. I mean. If you thought if you thought she had weird hair as Sasha Banks, she's taking it to a whole new level now. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. There's some. It's been a bit quiet on that front, and I just I feel like that it could be the time. Plus, as well, because the Royal Rumble is it, like Naomi has pulled out the um, the Kofi Kingston antics in the past. It's kind of her thing. I, I feel like that makes a little bit of sense. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Naomi. Not gone down as an official pick, and on the same basis, I almost picked Sol Ruka from NXT as well because she she did some some crazy stuff in the uh, women's battle royal a few weeks back on NXT, and she looks very very athletic and has the gymnastic background. So close, but didn't make the official because I thought again I thought Natalia was the safest of safe picks, but um, Matt picking two active active wrestlers that just haven't been named yet takes the biscuit there. Um, the winner, then, the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble. I've gone for Ronda Rousey, which I'm not happy really? about. I'm Seriously? really not. Yep, yeah, I'm not happy about it, but I've gone for Ronda Rousey. Okay, um, I'll, 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 I'll jump in next, then. She's got time left on her contract. Matt alluded to the fact that Shayna Baszler could be the longest tenured. Yes, because the enforcer will be in there to clear them all out first, and then Ronda swoops in it. Anywhere from twenty-five to thirty and wins. Uh, would then be the first woman to win it twice, uh, and she's got all that back. The back history with Charlotte. Charlotte's got the SmackDown Women's Title. It just that to me falls into place. Um, so yeah, Ronda Rousey is my pick. Paul, do you want to jump in then? Yeah, I yeah, I, uh, I talked with this for a while. I was thinking, there's, I don't, I didn't think there was a, a woman that was sort of head and shoulders above everyone else that would be the sort of the clear favourite to do it. And then I was like, well, she's kind of been a bit central to a lot of the storylines at the minute. So I've gone for Rhea Ripley. They probably yeah. do something pretty cool with that as well, with the kind of the, what are they, Judgment Day. They've been taking over quite nicely. They've been. She she has probably been the star of that show so far because Dominic Mysterio is turning himself quite rapidly into the comedy character with his uh, prison yard antics, which is just no mate. Um, Finn Balor and Damian Priest are probably they probably feel more like a, they're the tag team in the group at the moment, which leaves Rhea's almost. The, the enforcer and mouthpiece on her own so um, I, that would work but then would you have a go in for the Raw title or the Smackdown title because I think that Rhea versus Charlotte lends quite nicely from Covid mania um, she kind of owes a one but then yeah. also didn't um, haven't Rhea and Belair fought as well at, at times so yeah I mean like it's that one where she 
could argue that you'd go for either, and it would it, it would be a very very good match. So. Mm. Okay, uh, Andy, your winner. I thought uh, I thought Paul had picked my winner earlier because I know him with him being such a massive fan. Uh, so it's it's Bailey for me. I can see that happening as well. With the help of uh, damage control, no less. Do I do I drop the line now or? There's absolutely there's, there's absolutely no way Bailey wins this match. Is it? <laughs> the one time you might be right, Paul. This time, isn't it? <laughs> but not for Andy's sake. All being well. Okay, and to close us out on the women's Royal Rumble match, Matt, who is your winner? I feel like I should try and be different, but I've gone with Bailey as well. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with that. I must admit, it's the first it's the first year I've thought for a while that's been like pretty wide open. Mm. It it would be nice because she's not been and, and well, neither is Rhea Ripley, but obviously Bailey's one of the original sort of new wave of women that came through who hasn't won it yet. So, um, I was going to make some kind of comments about, oh, you know, WWE wouldn't want to retread old kind of things that they've done before, but then, um, did you not watch Raw for me? Okay, so we have one match left to go. We'll try and get through this um, as we are rapidly running out of time here tonight. And so it's the men's rumble match. Competitors are now so far have 15 out of the 30. Um, so I've got Kofi Kingston, Santos Escobar, Ricochet, Austin Theory, Seth Freakin' Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Rey Mysterio, Gunther, Cody Rhodes, Omos, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Karrion Cross. I'll dive in. Most eliminations, Gunther. For me. I'll have Damien Priest, please. That is a great shout. I hadn't even considered that. I'll go Carrion Cross. Andy? Ray Mysterio. That was at the very left field one. I was not expecting that. We've all gone for possibly the three biggest men in the entire match and Andy's gone for <laughs> the smaller. <laughs> Definitely a different attack there. Right, okay. Um, so the longest tenured male superstar, I have gone for Austin Theory. Nice pick. Nice pick. Um, Tying with something you said earlier about your setting himself a task, I wouldn't be surprised to see Sami Zayn as one of the first two entrants and then be there at the end. That is an excellent idea. Ah, oh, man, how's that going to go down? I suppose it plays into Reigns' heel mode of, well, I told you to go and win the Royal Rumble from number one or number two, and you've not, so on your bike, kidder. I'm pretty sure that's how they speak in Samoa, right? Yep, yep. Cool, got it. Um, I mean... And that's what, what Boost means. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's, who's, who's your pick for uh, longest tenured, Matt? 
I'm going to go Drew McIntyre. Big Drew Mac. Surprised no one's picked him for most eliminations, actually. Him and Sheamus are kind of the Ooh. tag team at the moment, though, aren't they? So, uh, we didn't discuss their potential tag team name, but uh, don't Google it. Yeah. Uh, and Andy. Cody Rhodes. Is, is he going to come in early? Are they going to give him the pop from the beginning? I can't decide. He could get number That's one. That's a good shout, actually. I quite like that one. That's... Mm. Uh, right, so two surprise picks each, gentlemen. Um, I have gone for one safe, one slightly safer one, if he's re- if he's recovered, in Randy Orton. It's time, surely. Uh, and then another NXT pick for me this time in um, NXT champion Braun Breaker. Like that. Like that very much. Uh, Paul, do you want to go? Yeah, I can do. I've gone for the returning Pat McAfee as the, <laughs> as the college football season is now done and dusted, so he's uh, free to join the team again. Uh, and as he was, uh, he's, he was at Raw thirty. I've gone for X Pack. Yep, cool. Take that, um, Matt. Who are your two? I also had Braun break it down. Yep. Um, oh, no, I just I had it, I had it in my head there because I hadn't thought of what another second one. Um, That's made a decision for that's... me because I had I had two possibles for my second pick. So you've now made a decision for me there. <laughs> Thinking about them points, motherfucker. Andy, you'll be you'll be delighted to know that Bad Bunny is a, a, a downloadable character in the new WWE. Oh, I'm very much aware of it. It's non-stop <laughs> advertisement. And Logan Paul will be on the roster too. It's like the game that was made for you. So, who are your two surprise picks before you rip my head off? Brock Lesnar! Yeah, that's a safe one, I think. And my second, that was Bad Bunny, is now Edge. Two two solid picks there. Not on the list, so both fully valid. And then we move on to the big one for the men's match. The winner. Um... Do we some, even do we even need to say it? Are we all some, basically picking the same person? Some might think it's that straightforward. Some might not. Um, some might think it's not Cody Rhodes, and those people might be wrong. So Cody Rhodes is my pick. Cody Rhodes is clearly Paul's pick. You guys <laughs> are different. Uh, I've got Cody as well. Andy. I see what you've gone with there. I like what you're thinking. Uh, just pop Drew McIntyre down for me, please. <laughs> Hello. I'd love it. I would absolutely love it. Especially if it was at the expense of Cody as well. But, oh, we could get heel McIntyre out of it. That'd be ace. Yes. I, would, I would be quite happy with that. Okay. All of the predictions are in the book. Royal Rumble 
genuinely one of my favourite pay-per-views outside of WrestleMania. Bring it on. Very excited about this. Um, got a very busy weekend coming up, so we'll have to try and squeeze it in there. Let's let's see what happens. But yeah, um, just before we before we head off, as always, thank you to the subscribers. Thank you to the those of you that have listened and watched along uh, to this point. Please drop us a like, share, and subscribe. Please drop us your comments and let us know who you think is going to win the rumble. Um, yeah, have have a lovely weekend. Enjoy all of the wrestles, and uh, yeah, it's WrestleMania season now officially. So let's get at it. Cheers, everyone. So there we go. What do you think to that? Good to be back. Good to be on the wrestling train. Good to be finding out what's going on. And I love Royal Rumble. So uh, another good wrestling event to look forward to. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop reviews. Check out our website, thecookiecast.com. We've got social media links and an email button so that you can tell us who you think is going to win the Rumble. That's it for this one. Join us next time where we'll be talking more wrestling. Until then, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Getting Over. If you are enjoying this episode, why not like, share, and subscribe? Whilst you're there, check out other podcasts on CookieCast, like Football Podcasts, Listen Out the NFL Podcast, and Straight to the Apex, the F1 podcast. Now let's get back to more getting over on Cookie Cast.